Hi guys, this is Andrew with headphones.com. Welcome to the Headphone Show, and today we're gonna to be taking a look at the Hi-Fi Man Aria. This is a planar magnetic over-ear open back headphone that comes in right at around $1,600. So this is a fairly high-end flagship headphone. So let's take a look. This unit was sent to me for review and evaluation by Hi-Fi Man directly. Uh, so big thank you to Hi-Fi Man for sending this in for review. But of course, everything I'm about to tell you about this headphone now is my opinion alone. Nobody's told me to say anything one way or another about the Aria. So as usual, I'm gonna go through the build quality, design and comfort, detail retrieval, speed and dynamic, soundstage, imaging and timbre, talk about frequency response and tonality, and then ultimately decide whether or not this is worth it. And just to note, if you guys want more information about the Hi-Fi Man Aria, I will have published a full written review on headphones.com and I'll leave a link in the description there. All right, so let's begin by talking about build quality, design and comfort. The build for the Aria, for the most part, is decent. I'm led to believe actually that they did improve the yoke structure at some point for this headband design, so we're not gonna see these breaking um, like they did on the old HE400i and stuff like that. Uh, the cup is this sort of egg-shaped cup. Everybody kind of knows these from the HE1000 and other the rest of the series here, and the Ananda has it like this as well. Uh, and there is plastic on here, but it feels reasonably sturdy. There's a sort of window shade grill. Uh, the headband has this extension piece for the uh, for the strap here, and the strap is fairly soft. It's actually padded on the inside here, which I don't know if you can quite tell. So it is reasonably comfortable for long periods of time. You thankfully get full swivel uh, and you know tilt here as well. When I put it on, you'll, you'll notice that the bottom of the cup here protrudes down you know, past my jaw a little bit. And I kind of don't like that. Uh, it's not my, my preference because you do actually feel that um, below, you know, hanging down by your jaw and not just on the side of your head. But it's not too difficult to get used to over time. And thankfully, it's not too heavy either. This headphone is reasonably lightweight for a planar that is double-sided. Now, it's not exactly double-sided the way that other, you know, double-sided planar magnetic headphones used to be in the past. Apparently this uses uh, an asymmetrical magnet design, so it's not the same magnets on either side. And that's one of the ways that they're able to get the weight down while retaining performance. Uh, but let's talk about that. So for technical performance, for detail retrieval, yeah, the Aria is one of the best at the price point, I think. Um, now, interestingly enough, I've been comparing against the Odyssey LCD-X, and when I did the LCD-X review, I said I thought maybe the Aria was a little bit better for detail retrieval, but comparing them side by side, after EQ, I actually think they're about on par. The only thing is that you know, because the LCD-X's default tonality is so weird, um, it means that the Aria just has better image clarity out of the box. You don't you know, have to EQ or mess with this all that much. And we'll talk about frequency response, but for that sense of image clarity and internal detail retrieval, I don't think that the Aria is significantly better than the LCD-X, but it is still really, really good. And so in my mind, this is also a fairly substantial step up from the Ananda. I think one of the reasons why I hear it as having better detail retrieval than the, the Ananda and those other headphones uh, is also partially because of its image separation qualities. So you're able to get really good image clarity uh, for starters, but then because of the stage characteristics and the depth characteristics that this has, um, it, you also get an extra sense of what people used to describe as blackness of background. Now, I never really got too much into those types of terms because it's really confusing what people actually mean by this. 
Um, so I've been trying to kind of isolate it into different categories, and maybe that does fall into you know the the soundstage and imaging category. But to me, the structural definition of the images is more noticeably distinct on the Aria than it is on the LCD X, and so that's why I think for detail retrieval, um, you know. I, I think it's about on par with the LCD X. It just comes across in a way that's better, both due to its tonality, its default tonality, and also partially due to its you know, separation qualities in the space and stage characteristics, which we should probably talk about next. Uh, yeah, for the space and stage, the Aria is fantastic. This is one of the best headphones you can buy. So compared to the Ananda, the hi Man Aria has a wider and larger and more spacious presentation. However, it also has a much better a way of representing depth. And so when you're kind of looking forward into the music, you can identify the layers that the music has a little bit more strongly with the Hi-Fi-Man Aria. And I really like that quality. It's the same thing that you get, you know, even on headphones that don't have a very, necessarily a very wide stage to them, headphones that have really good layering and separation qualities, they have that sort of ability to look forward into the music a little bit. And I get that from the Aria, once again, better than I get from the LCD X. Now to describe the stage a little bit more specifically, this is one of the planar magnetic headphones that does a really good job of forward representation, much better than the LCD X. The LCD X has decent lateral definition, but then the, the center image is pulled towards you a little bit. Whereas with the Hi-Fi-Man Aria, everything is uh, pretty evenly uh, placed in front of you, but then also you get really good depth forward from being from the stage being in front of you as well. Uh, and then it also it doesn't have any gaps for front left and front right. It doesn't have that you know immediate kind of crossover when something pans from left to right or right to left. Um, it's a much it's a very even and gradual distribution of the images, and I really like that quality here. Um, and so this actually might be one of the best headphones for gaming, surprisingly enough. Um, well, obviously this is a really expensive headphone, so I don't know if any gamers are going to be spending that kind of money on it, but if you had that kind of money, this might be one of the best choices out there for gaming. Um, and I actually probably would take this over the HD800S as well for that reason. But in any case, yeah, I think this is probably a benchmark for soundstage and imaging at its price point. Um, definitely a lot more spacious than the Focal Clear. However, the Focal Clear and the LCD-X are both better than the Aria in terms of dynamic punch and slam. Now, I do think that the Aria is better than the Ananda. The Ananda is kind of wimpy there for punch and slam. And the Aria is definitely a little bit more engaging in that sense, but it's not on the level of the LCD-X, and it's also definitely not on the level of the Focal Clear. So if you really care about dynamics and that punch and slam and impact quality, this is probably not the headphone for you. I would recommend an EQ'd LCD-X or Focal Clear over the Aria. But for speed, the Aria is also fantastic. For that sense of immediacy, the tightness in the mid-range, the tightness in the bass, I think this is one of the reasons why you get such good image clarity and distinction from the Ananda. It's because it is so fast. Even just comparing this against the Ananda, the Ananda almost sounds muddy by comparison. And the Ananda is a fantastic headphone. It's very spacious, but compared to the Aria, the Aria is just much cleaner and the ability to you know, separate the in all the different pieces of what you're listening to is better on the Aria. And I also think that this might even be faster than the LCD X as well. For timbre, I don't personally have any issues with the Aria. I think some people might notice that planar quality a little bit. It definitely has that planar plucked quality. I don't find the Aria to have that same kind of planar dryness that I've noticed in Hi-Fi-Men's older headphones. I've said this in the past. And in the Hi-Fi-Men Deva that I recently reviewed had a little bit of that sort of planar dryness as well. But again, the Aria is also not as natural sounding as certain dynamic driver headphones like the ZMF Tour. Let me just actually take the cable off here. I think this cable is a step down even from the older cables that they used to do just because it's really stiff. They used to have these cables that looked kind of more like surgical tubing 
and these ones uh, are a little bit more normal looking, but I, th I find them to be quite stiff, so I'm not a huge fan of the cables. One other quick thing to note is that the Aria does also take an amplifier. Uh, I had to run this at quite a bit more power than the LCD X, for example, um, so you do need to have sufficient power to be driving this. Thankfully, most amplifiers can uh, can drive this reasonably well. It's not a you know one of those crazy ones like the HE6 or the Susvara. Uh, this is like let's say middle of the road for power requirements, but it does still have them. Now let's talk about frequency response and tonality. Now, the HiFiMan Aria is actually the first headphone that I've measured on. Uh, our new standardized measurement rig from Gross. And so yes, finally we can be more confident in the measurements uh, than we used to be. Um, I, I used to only use the Mini DSP Ears rig for you know, comparative purposes, but even that had its limitations, whereas this one that we're using now is quite a bit more accurate. Now I'm gonna put some graphs up on the screen, and let me tell you what we're looking at here. The pink or purple line here that you see is the raw frequency response measurement of the HiFiMan Aria, and the darker dotted line is the 2013 Harman target. And the reason why I'm representing it like this is because headphones don't actually measure flat. And so when people talk about flat and neutral, these are concepts that don't actually exist in reality for headphones. They're, they're just relative to a compensation or a given target. And so usually if you see a headphone that measures flat, that's usually relative to something like this dotted line that you see. So somebody's just taken that and they've normalized that and assumed that that is flat and then they've shown the deviations from that uh, from that target. So what I'm showing you here is the raw measurement and then also the, the curve that it's compared to. So why does this graph look like this? Why doesn't it look like a flat line? Well, the main reason is you don't want headphones to measure flat <laughs> uh, because you have ears and the physical ear will actually amplify certain frequencies. And you'll see at 1K Hertz, there's a rise there. And the reason for the rise is that's actually your physical ear. And so that means that, yeah, you don't want your headphones to measure flat on a raw graph. You want them to have this kind of curve to it generally. Um, now, what that actual curve ends up being, there's so much debate about that. So what we're using here is a standard you know, Harman target from 2013. I didn't want to use the one from 2018 because the base is just enormous on that one and I just don't think that that's appropriate at all. Um, however, the one from 2013 looks to be fairly agreeable. Keep in mind though that the Harman target that I'm showing here, that's a consumer preference target curve, right? So this concept of neutrality for headphones is not actually something that's been properly figured out yet. The established targets that we're working with right now, these are consumer preference targets. They're not, you know, based on the actual physical ear shape. However, with that said, at least for the mids and the treble, they do generally follow the various different gain factors that our ears have. I do want to note though that um, for my written review, there are going to be other targets that you can see as well. So it's not just this one that we're relying on. This is just a very common one that you're going to find. And if you want to learn more about that and you want to see more of them, check out some of the links below in the description. So relative to the 2013 Harman target, the, the HiFiMan Aria has a little bit less bass energy there. Um, for the base shelf, but it still extends all the way down to 20 hertz. So it's not rolled off or anything, it's just sitting a little bit lower than the Harman shelf. So you could EQ that up if you like this target curve. But apart from that, the only other notable deviations here, I think, are uh, the mid-range dip right at around 2K hertz. Um, and you'll see there it deviates a little bit. And then also right at around 4K hertz is a little bit more energy on the Aria. And so in general, I find that the Aria is a little bit brighter, a little bit more counterclockwise tilted relative to the Harman target. Uh, which is pretty close to what I like. I like it to be a little bit brighter than the Harman target. I find that it, it's a little bit, that target's a little bit rolled off in the treble and the Aria is just a little bit more uh, emphasized there. Um, and it's funny because 
when I, the previous unit that I evaluated, there was a noticeable 6K Hertz peak, and there was also a little bit of a peak there at around 8.5K Hertz, making the sibilant tones a little bit aggressive sounding. Uh, so the consonant sounds, the S's and the F's and T's. Um, whereas with this unit, uh, I, don't, I don't hear that at all. And so my guess is that whatever slight changes were done to the dust cover, um, that may have had the effect of also making those areas a little bit more agreeable sounding. Um, you know, I think the, the previous one, I would have probably EQ'd those areas. And with the, this unit here, I, there's really nothing that I EQ other than I add a little bit more bass there for the bass shelf because I do enjoy that. Um, but that's about it. I don't, I don't think this really needs to be brought down in the mid-range around 4K. Uh, I don't think it needs to be reduced in the treble because, at least for my preference, because I, I tend to prefer a sound that's a little bit, you know, brighter than the Harman target. You know, you'll notice on the graph as well that, you know, the, the Aria has a little bit more energy at around 12K hertz. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not bothered by that at all. I, I think that's actually agreeable. And so, as I mentioned, overall, the Hi-Fi Aria measures a little bit brighter than the Harman target, but still definitely not as bright as a traditional diffuse field target. That's, that's still way brighter than this. Um, and actually, the Hi-Fi Aria, it falls right within my wheelhouse. I'm not 100% sold on the 2K Hertz dip here, um, but I, it's not, it doesn't come across in any, you know, negative way. I think there's a lot of really good reasons why that would be agreeable. So with the deviations that you do see here for the hi and Aria, what does this mean uh, for your music? Well, it means that in general this, is a, this has a little bit more of a forward presentation for the upper mid-range and it means that you get a little bit more overall clarity th there for you know, resonant tones and things like that. Um, and that's okay, that's fine, as long as the balance is still there, and it is definitely for the hi and Aria. Uh, compared to the LCD-X, the LCD-X is a much more muted and muffled kind of sound because it dips quite strongly in that upper mid-range area in the same place where the aria is a little bit emphasized. Um, and so if you want to be able to hear all the resonant tones and things like that, um, or you want to get all that information, the aria is going to be the better choice. But if you want something that's a little bit more relaxed in that area because you listen to a lot of music with like electric guitars or something like that, um, then the LCD-X might be the better way to go. But I still think with the LCD-X, it requires EQ for sure. Whereas the Aria, it really doesn't require EQ. Um, and so I do think that, you know, the Aria's default frequency response and tonality is excellent here. Now, before I give my conclusion, I'm just going to talk about a few comparisons here. Uh, we've talked about the LCD-X already, but uh, compared to the Focal Clear, which is a dynamic driver headphone that comes in at a similar price, uh, depending on if it's on sale, I've seen it a little bit less expensive than the Aria, but uh, the Focal Clear definitely has better punch and slam, but once again, the Aria is far better when it comes to soundstage and spaciousness and that depth characteristic that you get. Um, as far as the frequency response and tonality, you get more of a bass shelf there with the Focal Clear. So if you want something that's a little bit closer to the Harman target there, the Focal Clear is the one uh, to get, but mostly just for that bass shelf. And actually, surprisingly, I find that this particular unit here is smoother throughout the consonant range than the Focal Clear is. Uh, and that really surprised me actually with the with the Aria. So really if you want something that's punchy and has that sort of slam and impact, the Focal Clear is the way to go. If you want something with a crazy sound stage, the Hi-Fi Man Aria is the way to go. Compared to the Sennheiser HD800S, in the past I've actually said that the Aria is the planar equivalent to the HD800S, and I think that's still true, um, with a few exceptions. Namely that this, again, doesn't have quite the same kind of 6K emphasis that I remember it having. <laughs> and the HD800S also has a little bit of that there. 
Um, and then also the Aria is, it sounds way cleaner in the bass and it has better extension in the bass. Um, you know, the, they brought up the bass with the S version of the HD800, but I still think that the Aria does a better job of bass. And lastly, compared to the head audio headphone, which unfortunately I don't have here at the moment, uh, that headphone I think does do a better job of detail than the Aria. That's kind of like the next step up, uh, at least for treble frequencies. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive, and I think it does perform a little bit better for detail retrieval. Uh, for space and stage characteristics, it's interesting because the Aria, again, has really good depth forward, uh, whereas the head audio headphone is much more about depth laterally, and like front left and front right. Um, and so I think it, it really depends on the kind of uh, stage presentation that you're looking for. Um, and then, of course, also the head audio headphone is way heavier. It weighs almost twice as much as the HiFiMan Aria. Okay, maybe not quite, but um, that's like 700 grams, and the Aria is closer to like 400 grams. So um, I, I think overall the Aria is a much more usable headphone for longer periods of time, whereas the head audio headphone, it starts to weigh down your neck after a while. All right, so in conclusion, is the HiFiMan Aria worth it? Well, I think if I was looking at that, you know, $1,500, $1,600 price range, the HiFiMan Aria would probably be near the top of that list for me. It, you know, it would be between the Aria, the Clear, uh, the LCD-X with EQ would be in the running, I think, but I still would probably gravitate more towards the Aria just because of the more agreeable frequency response here and also the stage benefits of the Aria. If you prioritize stage and depth and all of that kind of like spaciousness quality, I think the Aria is definitely the one to go for, and I absolutely recommend it. However, if you prioritize punch and slam and impact, the Focal Clear is probably the better choice, or the uh, the Odyssey LCD X here. And then it's also important to consider, uh, you know, whether it's worth it for you to go up to the head audio headphone. If you're comfortable with the extra weight, if 700 grams isn't scary to you, uh, like it is for me, <laughs> uh, that's probably going to be worth the price increase over the Aria. Uh, for just for technicalities, for detail and all that stuff. But in my opinion, given you know the fact that this is fairly lightweight and comfortable, this would still be my pick. So yeah, I absolutely do recommend the HiFiMan Aria. I think this is one of the best headphones that you could buy at this price. Anyways, that does it for this video. If you guys want to see more measurements, check out some of the links below, like I mentioned, and I will see you guys in the next video. Bye for now.